Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, today we give you thanks. If we have somewhere to go today, if we have family, family and friends to share a meal with, um, to rejoice with, if we don't, if, if we don't have anywhere to go, Lord, we give you thanks. We give you thanks that at the very least we know our true home is with you. We know that we are welcomed, that your arms are open, and they are ready for us. Um, and we love you and pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Well, good morning, and a very happy Thanksgiving to you all. Uh, my name is Ryan Hall, and I am delighted to be up here behind this pulpit uh, for the first time here at Pillar. Uh, and as Jonathan said, I don't want to mess up any of your cooking schedules. I'm sure that many of you are analyzing the final things on your shopping list, perhaps, before Thanksgiving today, or... If you're still brining your turkey, maybe you have a timer on there. Uh, my wife brined a turkey this week, and if uh, you're still brining it, it might be too late for today. So just a little PSA. Um, so knowing all of that, I will try to make this as quick as I can. But first, uh, I would like for you to please listen to a few words. These words are good. They're very good. And these words are true. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me. These words come to us from the book of Joel, uh, but more on that in just one moment. Today, many of us will find ourselves on one of two sides of a particular debate. Perhaps we have already heard musings of this particular debate over the last few weeks. Maybe today we will engage in this debate in the kitchen, in the car, on the way to the grocery store, and very likely at the table where we will share a meal later today. This debate revolves around something that is very near and dear to my heart. It is something I have been passionate about since I was a small child. Some would even go so far as to call this debate timeless. Cranberry sauce. <laughs> Homemade or canned. Mushy and bumpy or smooth and sleek, unpredictable and strange, or homogenous and well-known. You may ascertain where I fall on this particular debate. Um, some would call me a purist. Some would say that that label goes too far. But I would like to argue that that label doesn't quite go far enough. Now today, the United States of America celebrates Thanksgiving. And while the origins of Thanksgiving are uh, somewhat disturbing, the day itself is meant to be a time in which we can come together around a table to break bread 
and to share a meal. Thanksgiving is meant to be a time of merriment and joy in which friends and family can reconnect, can catch up, and ideally in which we can express love to one another. Thanksgiving is also well known as being a time in which people of a wide variety of opinions and belief systems congregate together. It seems as though on this particular Thursday that the big three uh, conversation topics that we are taught from a young age to always avoid at social gatherings, these three things being politics, money, and religion, it seems these three things are open game. They're, they are uh, open season uh, on this particular Thursday. Thanksgiving can create a lot of anxiety. I know that it can for me. If, if you can follow along with me here for a minute, my mom, who is here with us this morning, she is from southeast North Carolina, I live in western Michigan, but was born and raised in northern California, which is where my dad still resides. My wife, on the other hand, is from three hours east of here in metro Detroit, but later today we will drive five hours southeast (laughs) to Cincinnati, Ohio to enjoy our Thanksgiving meal with my mother-in-law's family. And so I I know that I am not alone here this morning in uh, having such a kind of complex dynamic to grapple with every Thanksgiving. And because of this, I, I know that the reality is that while some folks are absolutely excited to see their families or to go, perhaps, to their childhood home, or maybe to host and to have the family and friends come to you. I'm pretty sure that there are some here this morning and certainly outside of these walls who have begun to feel a a deep-seated sense of anxiety that has begun to percolate and grow over the last few weeks and, and today seems to want to claw its way out of our stomachs. Perhaps we dread the conversation with the uncle who doesn't agree with our theological beliefs. Perhaps what we're wary of is that grandparent who espouses political rhetoric at any and every opportunity. Or maybe what makes us pause most is that inevitable interaction with the twice-removed cousin on our mother's side who just returned from a stint in rehab after a family-induced intervention. It makes me wonder what masks we wear today uh, to get through. What, what coping mechanisms do we employ to have to grin our teeth and bear it just to kind of survive today? Sometimes the house that we grew up in 
and that we return to on Thanksgiving doesn't actually feel like home at all. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me. These words uh, come to us from chapter 2, verse 12 of the book of Joel specifically. But the entire first chapter of Joel uh, calls for lament and repentance in the face of an impending invasion of locusts. Some commentators have interpreted these locusts to uh, be representative of the threat of an enemy invasion of the city of Jerusalem. At the very least, we are told, if you can imagine this, locusts so thick as to entirely blot out the sun. We are told that the grain and drink offerings have been cut off. The crops have been destroyed. Priests are told to mourn and farmers to wail. This is how the first chapter and most of the second chapter go in the book of Joel. But chapter 2, verse 12, starts like this. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and relents from punishing. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the aged, gather the children, even the infants at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her canopy. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not make your heritage a mockery, a byword among the nations. Why should it be said among the peoples, where is their God? Then the Lord became jealous for his land and had pity on his people. In response to his people, the Lord said, I am sending you grain, wine, and oil and you will be satisfied, and I will no more make you a mockery among the nations. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me. The triune God invites us to our true home, separate from any physical four-walled place that we might know in this world. Because our true home is not only where we feel peace and love and comfort, but it is also where God invites us to bring our fasting, to bring our weeping and our mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. True home is not where we mask these things. 
True home is where we can bring these things in their entirety. God is not interested in our survival tactics, our coping mechanisms, the clothing that covers the wounds. God tells us to rend our hearts, to open our pain to him, to open our wounds to him. Wounds and pain that perhaps only God can fully understand. And I I do not pretend to suggest that this is easy, this is simple, or that this is even something that we want to do. Perhaps the pain that we feel is far too deep, the wounds too real, the weeping too heavy, and the mourning too bleak for us to find ourselves in a position where we can begin exposing ourselves to the light. But friends, the invitation stands now and will forever stand. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me. Return to the Lord with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Bring it all to him. And in response, he promises, I am sending you grain, wine, and oil, and you will be satisfied. I will no more make you a mockery among the nations. I want to repeat that. I am sending you grain, wine, and oil, and you will be satisfied. Friends, the the prophet Joel calls us home, but you know as well as I do Every best effort we offer, every attempt we make, every dogged determination that we determine seems to end up stumbling and tripping and falling all over itself. We don't have a GPS system or some kind of address uh, in which we can just follow and find our way home. Friends, the prophet calls us home But Jesus makes a way. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He says, I am the bread of life. I am living water. Friends, the prophet calls us home, and Jesus makes the way. I am the door. I am the light of the world. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart. Because friends, the prophet calls us home, and Jesus makes the way. And that is reason to say thank you today. Please pray with me. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you call us home. You say, yet even now, yet even with all that is happening in this world, yet even as we try to balance certain family dynamics, certain community dynamics, yet even now during a a season of life that can feel so anxious, when we are called to and told to give thanks, yet even now you call us home, you call us to return to you. And we have that ability to return to you, to return and go to our true home because Jesus Christ makes a path for us. 
So today, as we feast, today, as uh, we are merry and joyful, allow us to remember that our true home, where we really belong, is face-to-face with you. We praise you and we give you thanks for all that you do for us and all that you have done for us through Christ, your Son. pray all these things in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.